Macy Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist, that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tangentialist Podcast with Macy Gage and let's just dive right in. So episode number 13, it's riding a moose and gazing at our tropes. So so yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about how I got uh, into the college and I was trying to figure things out and I had this apartment and I finally by myself, well, sort of in a rooming house, I guess you could call it because I wasn't on my own. It was just we were sharing everything. And well, during that time, I was, I didn't have any real friends. I didn't have any real contacts of any kind. I was on my own. I mean, I had, I kept in touch with some friends from high school, but they were really doing their thing at the universities. And, and I, I guess I, I realized after that I was kind of a third wheel and I was kind of just inviting myself and just showing up and that that's totally not cool. <laughs> You got to kind of make arrangements and, and make sure everything is, is a good idea and it's actually going to to make sense for, for that time. So when I was at the college, I sort of had a direct line to recklessness during my, my early days. Uh, and I didn't, it didn't make any sense to me because I was in the place where I really wanted to be. I was en route to my goal. Why? Why was I trying to mess it up? It felt like I was back in high school where where I was searching for answers in all the wrong places. Except this wasn't as safe as high school where I, I knew most of the kids and I was in this small town and there was no real crime there. It was it was very familiar, but it wasn't like that. This was the big city. This was the biggest city in all of Canada. And I didn't really know anybody. Like I mentioned that a few times. So it did feel like I was in high school again. But what was I trying to escape? Was I asking for help? Where was these experiences going to take me? Especially when this is completely unfamiliar territory. I am from Toronto, but not from downtown. The only part I knew of it was when my adoptive parents, Bruce and Maureen, would take me to the CN Tower or or the Sky Dome and the old spaghetti factory. That was it for for downtown. So yeah, I wasn't familiar and, and I wasn't remembering that or I wasn't taking note of that. That you know what, this is not safe because I don't know what's going on around you and, and I thought I was like still back in high school trying to have this this experiential high uh that I couldn't come down from and where were these experiences gonna take me? While I was at the freezing annex apartment, I reconnected with some skater friends and we we went to some parties and fooled around and did things that I shouldn't and said things I definitely shouldn't have. I even climbed on top of one of Toronto's iconic moose statues. Those moose transformed our beloved Toronto for a time. I was convinced to go topless for a photo. Thankfully, I have no idea where that picture went, 
My actions, again, were so fluid and beyond sense at times I was easily convinced to do things. And this is something many of us need to be aware of as we monitor our own moods. For me, finding an anchor in times of mayhem helped me to ground myself, give me a foundation to balance and find my footing. I can't say it will always be sunshine and roses, because there are times when compromises need to be made, distinctions and lines drawn, but those are details, and I can't explain all of them, because they will be different for everyone. And I know that these times of figuring out what our conditions, what they actually mean for us, for everyone it is completely different. And it's hard for outsiders to really comprehend or, or try and think they can understand it because it's unique, right? It's unique to everyone. And what we need to remember is that, you know, there are people that will be there for us and that will help us through these times and be a sort of support. But we also have to be aware of some people are just opportunists and are looking to see what they can get from people. And it's unfortunate that that's how it is, but that's how it is. <laughs> I, I All I can say is just hopefully there are supports for everyone when they are figuring out where they fit into the life that they've made for themselves. I also wanted to talk to you about with gazing at our tropes, which sounds like gazing at your navels, but <laughs> the fact that I found an anchor in my times of mayhem, and I am very fortunate that that anchor known as Jude, which I've already mentioned his name a couple in a couple episodes now, that he decided to stick with me through this, and that it's it's a it's a tough call. I don't know how how people do it or why they do it, but there, I, it's it's just it's just good to have somebody that can be there with you and help you navigate these these sort of tough times and, and figure out what works, what doesn't, what you can sort of throw out and say, okay, no, that's not going to work. But you know what? Why don't we take a look at how we're eating, when we're eating, how much we're eating. Those are big things to create balance in your body. But there's also sleep is very important. Making sure that you get proper sleep, like not just like, oh, I'll sleep for a couple hours and then I'm off for the rest of the day. No, or the rest of the week. That's a that's a disaster waiting to happen. Gazing at our tropes was the, or is the sort of second part of this episode. And I'm not going to split them up. Might as well keep them all together. Because yeah, there's, there's a lot to share with you and I don't want to drag it out. So <laughs> Jude became such an anchor for me when we were at university or college. I, I never knew what to make of things. I, our school had a complex. It didn't know because it was, it was a university, but it started off as a college and it's got college in the name, which is frustrating to be able to say that to people. Uh, but yeah, Ontario College of Art and Design, university, that's what happened when we were there. Uh, when we were both there, uh, Jude and I, we were taking classes. Uh, I made it a living hell for both of us as I was taking too many shortcuts that really didn't make it fair that I was getting a degree. I mean, it wasn't easy, but I really wasn't showing how much of an effort or skill I was really putting towards these projects. But on the other hand, <laughs> I wasn't pulling it off the night before like some people were. That is something I would sometimes mention to teachers just to get Jude in trouble. I really was a brat back then. I mean, what was I trying to accomplish with this? 
Was I trying to get him punished or just make him look really intelligent? It could be either, really. What was I anticipating then? Too much is what we were expecting from our developing brains. I was only around 20 years old, Jude 22. We still have two or four years until our brains were completely established. I learned this from my third year introduction to psychology course that I, that I ended up taking the following year. That was regrettably my highest mark in my entire transcript at the art college. <laughs> so frustrating. I thought it would be composition or, or third year painting or life drawing. Who knows? I was in love with the idea of being an artist. Disappointingly, I wasn't ready to put in all of the hard work problem-solving, or ingenuity that are required. I wanted the glory and the fame before I had earned it. I guess, in a way, I figured doing the education meant that was my ticket to guaranteeing me a place in the art world. Being an artist is, is brave because you have to wear every hat, meaning advertising, research, development, production, delivery, and everything else. I wasn't aware of what hard work meant in the art business. I am often hard at work, just at a number of things that distract me in circles. And that is a very frustrating thing to not be getting things done, but you think you're working so hard that, that you're, you're getting to your goals, but really you're just kind of wandering around and looking like you're accomplishing things. And that actually, there's a lot of uh, self-help books out there or audio books, which I'm actually listening to one right now and how to get your bleep together. <laughs> and it's helping. I just gotta, gotta do the work involved. So the insight for this episode is to be conscious as much as possible of the people that you're surrounding yourself with and making sure that they are helping you or, no, that's not the right word, that they are having a positive influence on the behavior that you're, you're putting out there in the world. There are people that can get into your life that you may think that they're an instrument of success. No, that's not the right word. There are so many ways the people that we surround ourselves with influence the actions that we put out there and they how they treat themselves how they treat their family how they treat their jobs how they respect each other how they interact with other people how they present their person all these are things that you can gauge uh to to recognize that hey, wait, these people probably aren't so good if, <laughs> if they're living on the street or they can't seem to make ends meet with rent or they, they haven't showered in two weeks. <laughs> I'm just putting, putting some ideas out. I really don't know what uh, people are surrounding themselves with anymore. I feel so out of the loop because we're in a pandemic and it's kind of closed off our interactions with everybody, and it's getting frustrating. I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but it's hard not to. We, we need to interact with, with each other and have a positive effect on, on everybody, including ourselves. I was hoping to have a better insight for this episode because there are always really good insights out there if we just take a little time to, to look sort of deeper into what we're communicating to the world. 
and not have a script. I really should have a script more often, but I think there's a better uh, insight because those friends that I just kind of got reacquainted with, that's a that's an example, an insight exactly right there that we can't always trust what we think is going to be something that's going to be positive for us or even just an enjoyable activity. If we just want to have fun for the moment, it's best to think of sort of the parameters or, or the bigger picture of, wait, how is this going to influence me in the long run? What are the consequences of what I'm doing where is this going to take me to when I'm finished with all of this? I don't just always go based on familiarity because familiarity can also breed sort of negative consequences of, or even just negative feelings towards ourselves. Because if we if we take a look back and we're like, wait a minute, this is this is not exactly what I was what I was intending, and it just ended up being sort of a washout of whatever experience we were going for. So I'm getting off topic again because uh, I want to, to be a positive way to look at what's going on around us and how we can influence our own behaviors in an energetic and sort of happy, that's not a good word, saying happy, that, that's an empty word these days, but remembering that we are always, as individuals, we we can blame others for how things have worked out for us, but that's not entirely true because ultimately we are the ones that choose our own path and our own direction and what actions we take. I mean, yes, there are people that will influence us and possibly and more than likely convince us to do things, but ultimately we are the ones that, that are taking out these these ways of responding to events or activities or circumstances. So try to be mindful of that. And it can be hard at times because we can get lost in the shuffle of excitement or planning or other people's uh, expectations of us. But it's good to at times just bring it around back to ourselves and think, wait a minute, you know what, let me think about this. Is this is this what I really want to be doing? Where is this going to lead to? What is this? How did this happen? What is what's going on? And just just analyze and, and ask yourself some basic questions about what's happening and, and see if that if, if you can sort of untangle yourself from from whatever sort of <laughs> not mess, but uh, circumstances you've gotten yourself involved in because it, it can we as humans we have we have a tendency to to get mixed up in a lot of things before we realize wait a minute that's not what I was intending so so the support that I was talking about uh, at the beginning of this episode was well something that not everybody is able to access because not everybody can just find a partner really easily. It's it's it takes work, it takes dedication, it takes it takes knowing yourself, it takes knowing what you want. It takes quite a few things. Uh, but aside from that, what I realized, I thought about this long and hard, you know, like that not everybody has access to to finding somebody that can be a support for them. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is just terrible right now. I'm thinking it's pandemic caused. Yeah, I hope we get gets back to normal what i realized was that everybody can create their own sort of support system with their their friends their family their coworkers, their associates because we have that sort of system already in place we just 
we just don't we don't think of it in in that sense when when these people are around us they they just create that sort of invisible sort of structure of a support whether we acknowledge it or not because they they're checking in on us they're you know sending us emails phone calls popping by although not right now <laughs> with the pandemic but you know, it's a, it's a really good gesture that, that we have uh, with people that are in our lives because it shows that they they see us as an important part of their lives and, and they there's a sense of value there. And that's, that's something that we need to focus on in these, these crazy virus times is that there's value in all of us and there's positivity and we just need to see it. And it just, it, it takes a change in the way we think just, just slightly, just a better way of thinking, uh, a brighter way of thinking. And it just, yeah, it just takes the sort of awareness of, of self uh, and a number of other things. Sorry I was making this a little too serious back there, but don't worry, the, the next few episodes will be sort of taking a deep dive sort of analysis, I guess, of of my my school years and my manias and, and how I climbed my way out of things and, and how I'm here now talking about it and sharing this with you to hopefully benefit you in some way. I'm uh, sharing some some more of my I think artwork in this this podcast uh, is the the wallpaper so you can see see some of that. All right, thanks, glorious humanoids, for tuning in. I'll see you next time. And this is what I will go into great deal with in the next episode as I take you down another rabbit hole of my heady days of my rebellious youth, tripped up by disorder. Thank you, glorious humanoids, for tuning in. Folding up these anecdotes, I express them to you and I give them for you to enjoy and consider as I reflect and remodel and re-engage what the future has for me on these social platforms. See you next time on The Tangentialist. Tangentialist.